Hi, this is Kenneth Wong, editor for DE. Welcome to a new episode of DE Podcast. This special episode is part of our December issue focusing on technology leaders. Today, we speak to Fabian Alafel, manager of Editive Minds, which is part of EOS, which makes industrial 3D printers that can print in both metal and plastics. So, Fabian, welcome. The first question I have for you is this. Um, a lot of the CAM or CAD and design tools that we have currently are based on subtractive manufacturing. So what are the key challenges in producing the kind of designs that are optimized for additive manufacturing process? Yeah, Kenneth, first, uh, thanks for, for having me. And that's a really good, good first question. In the end, if you, if you look at all of those design tools that are out there, as you mentioned, they are all, uh, from a legacy perspective, developed uh, for conventional manufacturing technologies and now have evolved over time with new features and new capabilities into the, the age of additive manufacturing as well. Now, those tools, as well as new tools uh, of startups such as Anthropology, uh, are all uh, a great aid to designers in order to create completely new concepts and applications and production parts that uh, utilize additive manufacturing as a production technology. But the core challenge, though, is that um, oftentimes engineers rely too much on those tools. And the reason why that's a challenge is because those tools still have certain limitations that the process of additive manufacturing actually doesn't have. So that means that additive manufacturing can create structures and geometries that are beyond the limits of what a uh, CAD tool would suggest. So therefore, the key to become successful and to create successful applications in additive manufacturing is to have an in-depth process understanding on how the additive manufacturing process work, works, what are different limitations and also the opportunities that additive manufacturing brings with it, and therefore create a new way of thinking, a, a additive way of thinking versus a subtractive way of thinking that then enables and unlocks the, the huge potential that additive manufacturing brings with it. So Fabian, some of the companies that want to take advantage of additive manufacturing seems to have existing practices and tools and processes that are based on subtractive manufacturing. What are the new tools or new processes they should invest in to take advantage of AM? So the, the core investment suggestion that I give companies is actually not based on certain tools. It's actually not based on certain manufacturing capabilities. It's based on education. And, and that means educating a core group of engineers to understand, as I mentioned earlier, the other manufacturing process in depth, to get their hands dirty, to, to build some parts and to fail some parts, and to really get an in-depth understanding why and how the additive manufacturing process works, and why there are certain restrictions and limitations with additive manufacturing, but also why traditional subtractive manufacturing limitations don't exist. Because in the end, we need to bring designers out of that space of thinking subtractive. And then if we talk about tools, uh, as I mentioned earlier, then those tools can now enhance the creative process of, of engineers. And here there's, uh, there's of course, a great uh, design softwares out there, out there uh, whether if it's uh, Siemens with their Siemens NX CAD platform that also has uh, a simulation and uh, topology optimization, optimization capabilities in place, but also APIs into the additive manufacturing um, CAM 
software that then allows a designer to not only design a part, but also prepare a part for LS manufacturing and simulate the LS manufacturing process. And there's other tools out there, such as Anthropology, that's a new startup that solely focuses on LS manufacturing cap design. Um, in the end, it's all about agile innovation. It's all about moving away from traditional waterfall methodologies of innovation and applying traditional manufacturing tools and moving towards a more agile design thinking way of uh, developing developing hardware such as the software industry has applied this already for, for almost a decade. Are there methods of rule of thumbs, Fabian, that you can suggest for companies that are trying to decide which project is suitable for additive and which project may not be such kind of projects? How do you see companies integrating AM more and more into their manufacturing processes and how can EOS help? Yes, that's a great question. So first, take the team that you educated in the beginning that I was just mentioned. Uh, we call this team the transformation team and have this team analyze your value chain and have this team analyze your value chain based on certain current challenges that cannot be solved with traditional manufacturing. And then those challenges are usually in one way or another tied to applications slash parts that you are producing in your portfolio or want to produce in your portfolio. And to assess those parts for suitability for manufacturing, you look at two factors. You look at the economic fit, and then you look at the techn technological fit. If you look at the economic fit, you look at lead times. You look at uh, minimum order quantities. You look at last time buys. For example, last time buys with low demand is usually very bad for supply chain managers, but it's a really good case for us manufacturing because we can produce on demand. Then you look at the technology fit. In the technology fit, you a first great KPI that you want to look at is complexity, complexity of a part. If you have a highly complex part, it usually means it's more expensive and more challenging to produce in uh, traditional conventional manufacturing methods, but it's very easy and simple to produce with additive manufacturing, actually cheaper than a highly dense part because we have a more optimized laser path within our manufacturing process, and we also need less material within our manufacturing process where we add material and the least the, the, the lower amount of material we have to add, the more the cheaper this application is. So within EOS, we take companies through these development processes. We take them through a value chain analysis. We, we support through our additive minds arm, which is our applied engineering and consulting group. Uh, we take them through those analytics and assessment procedures to get a very good understanding of where additive manufacturing can add value to a company's value chain and to a company's product portfolio, but also educate those engineers and enable those engineers in order to uh, very quickly, with uh, the least amount of failure, get into a, uh, a production-based application. The last thing I would like to mention is that, uh, just like you, Kenneth, we also just recently launched a podcast called Additive Snack which focuses on exactly these procedures and you know, exactly these knowledge gaps that we address in the podcast. And we have leading experts from all over the world, such as the uh, CEO of, uh, of, Link, of Link, Link, Link 3D, uh, that then uh, they dive deeper into their experiences and into their, um, their knowledge recommendations that they have for engineers and leaders out there to apply out of manufacturing successfully. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Fabian, for sharing your thoughts with us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
Alright, this is another episode of DE Podcast. This is Kenneth Wong, Senior Editor for DE. Thank you very much for tuning in. We are out. Thank you.